Welcome to The Wisdom Journey, where Stephen Davey is teaching through the Bible with a lesson each weekday. Today, our journey brings us to John 15. The first step toward following and serving the Lord is recognizing how utterly helpless you are. Jesus' image of the vine illustrates this truth. The illustration shows you that spiritual fruit in your life comes from total dependence on God. Stephen called this lesson, Finding Joy in a Vineyard. In Texas, there's a famous oil field known as Yates Pool. All the way back during the Depression years in the early 1900s, this land was a a sheep ranch owned by Mr. Yates. Those were difficult times. Mr. Yates was barely able to keep his ranch going and make the mortgage payments. And day after day, as he grazed his, his sheep over those rolling West Texas hills, he was troubled by how he was going to be able to pay his bills. Well, then one day an oil company shows up in the area, and, and they told Mr. Yates there might be oil on his land, and they asked for permission to drill. He agreed, and he signed the lease. And just over 1,000 feet down or deep, they struck a huge oil reserve, and it ended up producing 80,000 barrels a day. Well, more wells were drilled on his land, many of which produced even more oil than that original well, and Mr. Yates owned it all. Well, even though he had owned the oil and mineral rights from the day he purchased that land, he lived for years in poverty. Potentially, you know, positionally, he was a multimillionaire, yet experientially, he was poverty-stricken. Why? Well, he owned it, but he didn't experience the benefits of what was hidden deep underground. Frankly, I can't think of a better illustration for one of the great perspectives uh, you and I need today as believers. Too many Christians are attempting to make something of themselves by their own efforts. They're diligently working to overcome their inabilities, and and yet they still live spiritually uh, impoverished lives because they're missing out on what's underneath, so to speak, the hidden power of Christ within them. Now, as the Lord is teaching his disciples in these final hours before his crucifixion here in the upper room, uh, one of the truths he wants them to grasp is the wealth of spiritual power and fruitfulness they have already at their disposal. To take us there, we're in John chapter 15, where John records the teaching of Jesus. He's been using uh, an extended metaphor. This is a word picture that kind of invites us into a very busy Middle Eastern vineyard. Jesus says here in verse 1, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser, that is the caretaker. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I've spoken to you. Now we notice right away that the owner and operator of the vineyard is God the Father. This massive grapevine is the Lord Jesus. The branches are the believers, 
and, and those juicy clusters of grapes represent spiritual fruit through the power of Christ and the gospel. Now, beloved, you need to keep in mind that in any allegory or, or metaphor, not all the details carry some kind of you know, deep theological truth. Some details simply add color and culture to the story. So what does Jesus want these first disciples and then us today to get here, to grasp here? What's the analogy between a believer and a vineyard? Well, I believe there are two connecting principles here. And the first principle is this. Spiritual fruit bearing is the result of a spiritual relationship with Christ. The key then to a branch bearing fruit is its relationship to the vine. Jesus spells out this spiritual principle here in verse 4. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. So the point is, if, if, if we're convinced that we can somehow produce fruit on our own, well, we're just going to keep on trying, and, and we're going to keep on experiencing frustration. The truth is, a branch does not produce fruit. It bears fruit. Now, while Christians understand that salvation isn't earned, it's the gracious work of God, you know, some seem to believe that fruit is earned, that, that growing up in Christ depends on our effort, our faithfulness, our discipline, our effort. Now, don't misunderstand. Discipline and faithfulness are needed. But listen, beloved, Jesus makes it very clear here. Here in verse 5, this is what he says. Apart from me, you can do nothing. He doesn't say here, you can do a few things. No, you can do nothing. You see, Christians aren't just weak. In ourselves, we don't have any strength at all. Our dependence on the Lord is not partial, it's total. So how do we bear fruit then? What's the solution? Well, the key word you've probably heard me repeat as I've read the text is the word abide. That word is going to appear in this passage 11 times, and it means to stay put or to remain In other words, if we're to enjoy fruitful ministry, we must be willing as branches to stay, uh, to stay put in a fresh relationship with Jesus, the vine. He is the source of vitality and strength. To pull away from the vine, to not walk in fellowship, as it were, with the vine, is to become a barren branch, doing ministry in our own strength, depending on ourselves. Well, Jesus promises here that's going to be utterly ineffective. The fruit of God's character, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, well, that's all the fruit of the Holy Spirit, isn't it? We don't produce it. We simply bear it as we abide, stay put in him. So our focus today needs to be on abiding in Christ. That means staying close to him. That means remaining obedient to him, developing that daily conversation in prayer with him, and and resting on his promise that, well, he's at work in us, developing those, those character qualities. As the Apostle Paul says in Philippians chapter 1 and verse 6, he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion. 
Now, Jesus also issues a warning here to those who appear to belong to Christ, but they, they really um, truly don't desire a relationship with him at all. Jesus describes them here in verse 6. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered, thrown in the fire, and burned. In other words, if there's no abiding, uh, permanent relationship with Jesus, if someone isn't interested at all in staying put or staying close, well, they're not believers, and the fire of judgment is their future end. So the first principle is that spiritual fruit bearing is the result of a spiritual relationship. The second principle is this. Spiritual fruit bearing is the result of loving obedience. Jesus says here in verses 9 and 10, As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. Now, the truth is, even even on our best day as a Christian, we fail in this regard. We don't faithfully obey his commandments, do we? We drift into self-centeredness, and Jesus knows that. That's why he points us to his own loving obedience to the Father. He says, here's your example. Again, he says here, keep my commandments just as I've kept my Father's commandments. Now, he's encouraging us to act like him. Can you imagine Jesus rolling his eyes when the Father commanded him to teach somebody or to serve somebody? Of course not. The Lord Jesus voluntarily and faithfully chose to obey the will of his Father. And even though we consistently fail, Jesus is still our model. We still pursue him as our goal of what it means to lovingly obey. So Jesus is effectively telling his disciples, here and and to us today, this kind of loving obedience taps into a well of spiritual strength. We don't end up producing oil, of course, but something is produced in us as a result of loving obedience. And the Lord tells us here in verse 11 what it is. These things I've spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. Now think about it this way. As we depend on this invisible connection between us and our Lord, as we depend entirely on the strength of Christ in our daily lives, something is produced. Know it in the barrel of oil, but you might call it a barrel of joy. Joy for each and every day. Spiritual fruit, spiritual growth, and the joy that comes with it is the direct result of abiding in Christ, walking with Christ, lovingly obeying the word of Christ. So, he's our model. Let's pursue him. Let's do this today. Well, until our wisdom journey sets sail again, beloved, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. That was Stephen Davey who called this lesson, Finding Joy in a Vineyard. Stephen will continue teaching through the Gospels and the rest of the Bible in the days ahead. 
If you're enjoying the wisdom journey, please leave a rating and review wherever you're listening. That helps more people discover this series. And if you'd rather watch the videos of these lessons, subscribe to the Wisdom International YouTube channel. Join us back here next time to continue the wisdom journey. 